0: What I was noticing is that my expression is different going back now, like the way that I express myself publicly. And I think a lot of the internal work had already been done in many ways of like me getting to know myself, being aware of certain things, but now I have a higher level of awareness of the world and things that are going on, but also I'm going to say something about it. I am acting upon that.
1: Okay. Okay, it's going to be really
2: emotional. There is no loss for being honest. The real work of
1: life is the work that we do inside ourselves. The responsibility we feel towards the world. Like questioning, mm-hmm. challenging, mm-hmm. say something. Raw and vulnerable and open conversation. That was the best part. Mm-hmm. I'm scared of friendship. Taking a breath, mm-hmm. just
0: talk.
2: Shame and guilt, vulnerabilities. That was about
1: to be done
2: what does it really mean to be friends
1: we trust the real work that we do is overcoming our insecurities every day and learning how to love more as examples of the things we want to see in the world just taking a breath so if we just take a breath (laughs) my face is on fire from the (laughs) doctors
0: to have healthier relationships with women they need healthier relationships with other men
1: the real work of life is the work that we do inside ourselves so I'm in an open relationship with my husband and my husband and I sold our house 10 months ago. We have twins that are four years old. We travel around the world. And this is my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. Oh. Thank you so much for listening to Amory podcast. One of the things that you've probably heard me say over the course of this podcast is that all relationships are learning vehicles. You've also probably heard me say that the learning path of polyamory is pretty steep. And one of the things that we have to deal with, all of us at different moments, are the feelings of jealousy. And that's why I'm so excited to share that we've newly released our online program called Transforming Jealousy. This is a lot of our learnings, all packed into dozens of unique audios that you'll only hear in that course, as well as writings, some journal things, um, some of our fellow Amory community members sharing their perspectives and learnings on jealousy. And it's also continuing to grow as we continue to learn and add more. We would love for you to check it out. You can take a look at what we've included in there in the program by clicking on the link of our Instagram bio or going to emorypodcast.com and you can take a look at um, that program, Transforming Jealousy, as well as the accompanying webinars. Now there are webinars that we'll do uh, between one and three a week and those will be included for free when you purchase the online program, Transforming Jealousy. There are also standalone webinars if you're kind of like, whoa, oh, I need a little tweak here with Processing my fears, and oh, I really want to understand why it's so important for me to become aware of my own needs and wants in the relationship so that I can move through my jealousy quicker. All of those and more will be available as webinars and included in the the program, Transforming Jealousy. If you can't tell, I'm super excited. I personally poured a lot of my own learnings into there and I'm so happy to share with you. I hope that it supports you on your learning curve of practicing polyamory or exploring open relationships. Also, remember that we do offer one on one coaching. So please reach out to us um, via direct message on Instagram if you'd like to set up a coaching program. Otherwise, we're happy to share our learnings for free in this podcast. So we hope that you enjoy and thank you so much for spending a little time with us.
2: Do you want me to start it there? Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm starting it there. Let's start. <laughs> Kyle, you're heading back into what I would call zombie land. United States, Turtle Island, a place of chaos and Corona and not the good Corona, not the type you put the lime in, but like you're heading back in six days to visit family and see what the fuck's going on out there. Be our scout, so to speak. <laughs> How are you feeling? Let's start there.
0: I'm feeling, feeling ready in many ways. feel like New Zealand, which I've been, we've been here now since February has been strengthening me i mean it's new zealand has been a place that really it's been really obvious that it's we have been safe here like there's not even a predator animal that exists in new zealand we <laughs> we, it's the land without predators it's <laughs> Like the safest place. Opposite of
2: Australia, where it's like, <laughs> this will fucking kill you, and this will fucking kill you. That'll fucking kill you. If not lucky, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> very different. And not, and not
0: very far away. That was um, not an Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> but when you think about what's gone on in the world since we've gotten here, this has been... I mean, when we first got to New Zealand, I think there was kind of this honeymoon period where it was like magical we're on the south island which is if anyone's been there or hasn't been there it's the most beautiful place you can visit i mean next to patagonia i've heard i mean i've been to both places now and i you know there's no places that touch this in the world that i've ever seen in in the level of scale of beauty
1: Mm -hmm. i would agree it was gorgeous that was back in early february that's when we got here and it feels like a lifetime ago
2: no there was a little thread when we landed in Christchurch. And got into our Uber. Small thread. Right. And <laughs> got we began our very first moment in New Zealand <laughs> where we're driving and Megan goes to the Uber driver, So tell us something about New Zealand. And he goes, It's full of snowflakes and white apologists, and we used to have a spine. So, our very first moment, first interaction with the Kiwi, my thread started with racism.
0: Mm-hmm. What do they call that in the story? Where like something, a foreshadowing? A slight foreshadowing.
2: But on the other notes of it, it was. Some of the most beautiful spaces and places I've ever been, yeah, by far. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of rambling, but there's so many things that come
0: to mind, like the person that arrived here, the Kyle that arrived here, is very different than the Kyle that's leaving. And I'm constantly changing and growing, but I think when I arrived here, I wasn't someone that had vision of the future, someone that had or at least had allowed myself to let go of controlling that future and letting it more allowing i mean all this stuff has happened just in the last few months for me and i mean it's been it it feels really freeing to let all that go and now i feel like we all have this collective vision of the future a farm and a country that we think we like (laughs) but we're all going to go check it out as soon as we can but we know no matter where we are we want to be together Mm -hmm. and i think all of that wasn't here just a few months ago, and even when we think about the Amory community and the, the bonds that we have with people, we didn't have that a few months ago. This is all new,
2: yeah. Really, I think the audience itself and our connection with it the name number of Patreon members and our connection to them now, our connection to other podcasts, people like our Polly Prosecco mm-hmm. fans and Holy Polly Macaroni and their stuff out of Barcelona. and. Just getting to know the community more has been great. I think this time has been really good. But yeah, I've grown a ton.
1: I've seen you two yeah, go together. Yeah, I mean your friendship just... is so solid now.
2: I saw the birth of the farmer and Kyle. Like we <laughs> the we're Kiwi Slammer. Yeah, the Kiwi Slammer. <laughs> so the Kiwi Slammer. So the Kiwi Slammer is a tool that you use yeah. to like get We'll uh, put a link in the show notes. Yeah. It's yeah. to yeah. get like a video out. of me doing it. Well, we nicknamed Kyle the invasive species of invasive species. <laughs> so like we were woofing at our first garden yeah. and Kyle's like What weed do I have to kill? This, like, really nasty, like, strong rooted tree type thing. And the lady's like, yeah, we can get a few of these. And Kyle, like, cleared (laughs) the entire property of this invasive species. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: the funny thing was, like, she took me, you know, walking through the property. And this was Ruth, who was our farmer, wolfing host, let's call her. Yeah. She was, like, this old wise woman who was a physics... Professor. Professor. And, I mean, she was... Really, really intelligent person. And she basically
2: climb mountains, kick people's ass, sort <laughs> yeah. of yeah, particle a badass. physics. Like badass. Badass. She's badass. she's amazing. She ran an amazing her own personal garden and orchard. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she didn't mince words, right? She didn't really
0: screw around. And she's walking on the property with me and she's like pointing out these weeds, and she's like, you know, you got it. She's like, I want you to, to remove all of these. And then she's like, Oh. And there's one that's extremely rare and very, very Precious to me, and it looks just like it. She's like, Don't kill that one. It takes
2: like (laughs) a hundred years to go. And she literally, (laughs) I remember
0: she pointed them out and they looked identical. And I'm like, This is just a recipe for disaster. But (laughs) I I did figure out the difference. It was like a little flower that came on the one that you shouldn't kill. So I don't know.
2: (laughs) Random, (laughs) Random shit. But no, I think that's also when you accepted, you know, one of the growth points for the two of us as friends and as metamors of Megan here was when you and I were working in that garden and we were getting our hands dirty and we're like harvesting potatoes and and it's a lot of healing. Yeah. Tons in the ground for ourselves. There was this point where you said, Hey, I can finally see this vision of the future of this farm. Right. And how you kind of forgave me. And at the same time, I didn't know I was in trouble for it, But but like for the idea of, thinking my visions were like aggressive? How did you put that? Yeah. So there was always
0: this competitive dynamic, right? With me and you of me thinking like, I need to be creating this future or I'm second to Marty or something to that effect. And I think when you really started to speak about the future, but it was really something that I wanted, I almost felt, you know, it felt more comforting. And I had to, and I let go of the ego part, right? Where it didn't have to be me speaking about it because you know, as much as, as anyone that like this is the life that i want a really simple life you know connected to the land connected to nature mm-hmm. doesn't matter where we are it's the people that we're with
2: my style is to be listening and inclusive but i'm also very strategic and so yeah. i think 30 steps ahead and work backwards is the way my mind works and so for me when i create these future possibilities i'm taking into account everybody and what they've expressed to me, they're super flexible, but I also work backwards as to what's the next step that I need to take to move towards that. And I just boldly take those steps. And I think what just hit me is that sometimes when people
0: have vision, it's very much about them and their vision. I think what you created, Marty, which I I mm-hmm. saw it and I was like, oh, it was really a collective vision that you just put forth and you were kind of taking visions from each of us, you know, your partner, Megan, the kids even, mm-hmm. of like things that they wanted, we all wanted. And you kind of like collected it all and made this puzzle that just kind of came together. So
2: puzzle is <laughs> the great way to put it. Because what I think about is it, like, oh, we need a Different farm, pieces. buy some mountains, also buy the ocean, also with horses, <laughs> yeah. my tire, right? We need, okay, it needs to be in a country with this kind of mentality. Oh, it better be fucking totally lax on drug laws. Like, I need to be able to get weed pretty easily, right? Like at the end of the day, like all of these things that we needed were criteria for me. And then I get really strategic. Like, why are we thinking a place like Portugal as where we want to be? Well, it's in the EU, it's an easier visa, it's an easier way to get citizenship. They have golden visa opportunities. If we can make enough money with businesses or invest enough money over time, we can get visas through investment. Like, plus it gets us in the EU, plus it's got a good relationship with Brazil Mm -hmm. and these types of places we want to be. And so when I think about things, I'm thinking, 100% 100% strategically to give us the most options to be yeah. flexible with. And I think for the first time in our, my experience of you, you saw me that way, right? Instead of being a bulldozer. Exactly. And then I felt so, so much relief from that.
0: And that changed the way that I related to you yeah. about mm-hmm. these visions, about, and then me contributing to it, which I think we'll get
1: to. And mm-hmm. we
2: became farmers. And there's a video of that on our Instagram, like the place we became farmers, <laughs> it's like the only video in on our feed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that you guys too. were so inspired. <laughs> I remember yeah. looking at you from inside the house and you're out there recording. I'm like, oh, but, that's cute. <laughs>
0: and that, that house though was like, we were in the middle of a valley surrounded by mountains, mm-hmm. every, but like there was a little hill at like the top of the farm where i would love to go like every sunset and sit and it had kind of a it was like a perch i i love perches and (laughs) it was like it had stone rocks these giant stones that you could sit on that were warm from Mm -hmm. the sun during the day and as the temperatures cooling down you're like sitting on these warm rocks watching the sun go down the stars come out and it's just that place was special really special
1: yeah and I'll
0: never forget one detail of what it looked like yeah. and what it felt like.
1: I love that. That's where it finally hit me that, that we could all do this together. I'm like, oh, this is actually really feasible, especially seeing you two bond over that. What strikes me is one of my favorite quotes. I don't remember who said it. I think it was Peter Senge. He said, it's not what the vision is, it's what the vision does. I love it so much because... This vision, I think, is so powerful for all of us, especially, Kyle, as you prepare to go, we're still rooted in this vision of the future that we have together. And to me, what that vision does is it binds us, it connects us together, working forward to a future. And honestly, it doesn't matter if things are exactly the way that we picture them and most of the times they aren't. They're usually even better than what we can imagine But to me, that vision, it gets us to act from a place of possibility and of love. And yeah, just keeps me going.
2: How are you feeling, Megan, about Kyle going and what are gonna be Mm -hmm. the most impactful moments or changes or bonds that you've had? Because now I've stepped and taken the other room. I've enjoyed my bachelorhood in my own room with the king size bed. And I've given you guys your space together And you've lived together for the first time. So what's going on for you? What what are the benchmarks? And
0: context, right? I mean,
2: we've, you and
0: I, Megan, have become, we've become partners in New Zealand. I mean, we really weren't before. Yeah. We weren't using the vocabulary. Mm -hmm. We hadn't really lived together in one place for an extended period of time. And by the forces of the universe and the pandemic, that became- The apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) That became right here in New Zealand.
1: There's a lot of mixed feelings happening, and it's sometimes hard to sort out. I'm first so grateful. I'm so fucking grateful for the time that we've had here. And for you, Marty, to have given us this gift of being able to experience this partnership together for your generosity from the get-go, not even knowing how long this was going to be. Because I think we started in New Zealand still, and I think we've said it on other podcasts, that... Kyle, that mentality of, well, this trip is ours, or we, we still had this separate feeling. Of, it was a different paradigm. It was, yeah, it was, ah. we weren't connected in the way that we're connected now. Now and we're then roommates. This partnership. Yeah, now we're, now we're <laughs> full on roommates, partners. It's been interesting. I do think it's funny, Kyle, that you go from living by yourself for years to living with a whole family.
0: And now I feel really strange when I'm alone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it used to be the opposite of like, it was strange when I wasn't alone, when mm-hmm. I was like surrounded by people and kids and Yeah, all, you're going to
1: miss us All
0: when the activity. It's, when it's quiet. I will.
2: You know what just struck me is when you said you went from living alone to living with a family. It's almost as if there is some sort of pattern that was more acceptable to go like to live alone, and then you have to live with a partner for a little bit, and then you have to live with a spouse. Like there's this standard like societal norm that you have to live by, and you just broke that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's no reason to feel bad about not doing it the other way. Like that's obviously not working for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing too: is I think I
0: was labeled, and I think I contributed to this label of being very introverted right? So I accepted that, that that was my reality, that I'm always going to be very introverted, that I need a certain amount of time alone, that maybe I don't even know if I can live with other people and have a partner. Like All that stuff was on the table in my mind. But I think, yeah, those are just labels. We're all capable of changing if we want to. Like If we're in a loving environment, it doesn't really matter what it looks like or what our personality type is. Mm -hmm. I think we yeah we adjust we adjust towards like the love that we want and
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think it just popped into my head you know like some people are setting up like their rental like looking for a roommate must be a virgo or a scorpio some nonsense like that like um, whatever about your astrology but if you're like oh i'm a gemini and i can only be with other libras to live with somebody it's kind of like these constructs people are making up to Mm. just be total assholes like, well, I'm a Gemini, so I get to be a prick all the fucking time. And if you're not good with that, we can't live together. It's <laughs> right? like, not going to work on myself. Right? It's a label. I'm just going to take it. This is how I'm going to be.
1: <laughs> Can I be totally geeky? When would that happen? I know, right? Oh, so when I was the director at the Cultural Exchange Organization, we used to give both the students and the host parents of those international students... The five R's and the five R's were basically what you will experience instead of saying you're going to go through culture shock because culture shock is very linear and they say that it's, you know, it's a model that doesn't really apply because you don't just go through it once you can go through multiple times. So Kate Berardo, who was my mentor for a little while, and she now works, I think, as the director of leadership for Facebook right now, but she created the five R's and it's the five kind of categories that when you change your circumstances, so for Kyle, for you moving out and, you know, going back to the U.S. and for us here with you moving out of our family unit, these are the ways that we might be affected. And I, I can only think I think I only remember four right now, but we'll see if the other one comes back to me. Okay. I know, right? I see people <laughs> that are like, I don't know them all. I'll put a She'll link look to a resource. It'll be in our notes. Exactly. So I'll go through them fast and well, then we'll I'm put gonna... the
2: fifth one in Patreon. So you have to <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no,
1: I'll go through them fast and then I'm gonna go through how I think I'm already starting to be affected by it or could be. So it's roles, relationship, reaction, reflection. And I don't remember the and, other one. And remember. <laughs> and remember, remember the other one. But roles. on a really logistical level, Kyle. You're gonna you're gonna leave a hole here in our family. You know, you're gonna leave a hole for me yes. as as my partner. And uh, let's see if I can get through this without crying. Uh, cry.
2: You tell everybody else it's okay. To cry. I know, right? Don't be it's, hypocrite. It's
1: okay. So, <laughs> Justin, we've gotten used to sharing the same bed together besides, you know, when I would be in my sexy roommate's bedroom.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So when I move into this room, I actually walked in the room. I was like, hmm, I guess I'll leave all the furniture where it is. And uh, Megan's going to sleep on Kyle's side. and I'm going to take Megan's side. It's not like
0: in Queer Eye where they're like, what do you think about being in your old other partner's
2: uh, partner's bed. I'm it's so like, happy yeah. you're quoting queer. <laughs> I'm sorry. It only took me 30 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's awesome.
1: uh, so yeah, you play a lot of roles with us. You know, you play, I love the conversations that you two get into. One, because Marty talks a shit ton and I'm so glad that you take the burden off of me for having really to communicate <laughs> all the time or be the one that's like, okay, what do you have going on? Like, I'll listen. I got a lot of good but shit to say. You do. You do. It's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> So you've been there so much for both of us, you know, in processing, I think we both have gotten used to you being there as someone that we can bounce ideas off of and will always hold a loving space for us. You for me have filled a really great role of getting me outside. I will usually draft off of your energy when you're like, I'm going to go out for a run. I'm going to go for a hike. So that I realize I'll have to internalize again for myself. Yeah. And just being an incredibly loving Kind of playmate for the kids too where they're like oh go play with kyle and uh yeah they really love kind playing of with you get out you, you so burn well. a little extra energy there
2: <laughs> so i think this is really something i think our audience could appreciate that has kids and and or is interested in the concept of how we all parent and there's not parenting more than one parent not a new parent but the role that you play is so significant we're trying to come up with like a name for a polycule uncle it's not uncle but because.
1: You know, it's like the other adult to your the Your uncle kids. shouldn't be fucking yeah it's an additional like a loving extra mentor guardian a loving role play, model. yeah play yeah role model. A loving
2: role model like another not like obligatory guardian but another person that brings your wisdom your intellect your play and all that and it's super appreciated and like i've found that one of the things i've had to do is like go of Let go of my ego around trying to be everything for my kids, kind of treat my kids like I'm treating anyone else in this polycule, where it's really about I provide certain roles and you can now add to those roles and my partner will be able to add to those roles Mm -hmm. and Megan adds to that roles and the teachers add to that roles. And they're, Mm -hmm. you know, so we it's important to know who your kids are around and who are they're influenced by and to have this level of intimacy and knowledge and relationship It's a really good experience for my kids and there are Mm -hmm. things like you do get us all out of the house because like i can get lost in time like i i've got like 10 projects going right now where i could be like oh did i change today and leave the house like did i did i look out of a window (laughs) right like you know and so like it's really i'll go anywhere with anyone at any time but you bring you do bring that energy for everybody
1: yeah it's been great and On a super selfish note, I will say this because I think I said it on the podcast that we recorded with Pauline Prosecco, the dishes, dishes, man. So I am the luckiest lady in the world because Marty cooks gourmet dinners in the evenings and Kyle does the dishes. And then I, of course, go with the kids and make sure that they are clean and brush their teeth. But yeah, well, I like okay. I'm, I feel like, thing, I'm so yeah. taken care of.
2: This could be a real thing. All right. Megan is in charge of hygiene. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a dirty, horrible person, but I forget shit all the time because I'm not in. So like when the kids brush their teeth, Megan's in, way, in charge I, of my hygiene. Yeah. She <laughs> tells me to you know, <laughs> shave my brush ear. my teeth. Like, okay, let's everybody's brushing their teeth. Everybody showered, you know, mm-hmm. like we all look at Megan. Did I shower? I did did I shower I should shower like, Megan
0: like, grooms me. So. We get lost, right?
2: Like, and then I cook and I could cook for three hours sometimes Mm -hmm. and i start like going to the grocery store and i shop frequently so like i then my aim is to try to give kyle like i kind of have a rule if i make a really new dish that's really really difficult then fuck it the number of dishes i have that's your payment right (laughs) (laughs) but if it's a dish i make a lot i try to reduce my impact on kyle later you're very kind (laughs) but i don't have to do dishes so i'm a little nervous too Mm -hmm. because like I'm like, uh, Megan, I'm like, either you're going to do this, the dishes or we are going to have to take on this role, or we're just going to yeah. stop eating. <laughs> Maybe stop the eating.
0: kids can step up. Yeah, uh, they're getting pretty big.
2: Yeah, you got six days to teach them how to do. this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can go through the other parts kind of quicker, too. I think roles reaction is when you're in a different place, you can expect a certain reaction, but you will receive a different reaction if you're with different people. So you know, Kyle, for you, as you go, you've maybe gotten used to the way that we react to you, you know, doing the things that you do. Mm-hmm. So I just think about that more from your angle. You're going to go back and see people in the U.S. and your family and be around Americans and you might get different reactions <laughs> doing, doing the things that you do, like, like <laughs> yeah. your crazy getting mountain, back, man, mountain man workout videos, pushing log down the beach or something. You know, yeah, you the birth different...
0: of the the mountain man videos was that in New Zealand. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
2: get a little fucking fan club. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's I like, mean, it's it's really my contribution mm-hmm. to the internet. I'm like, I'm
2: like, he's gonna fall out of that tree. <laughs> <laughs> what did we call
1: that? It's, it's the daily dose of sexy. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, we, but I'll get to that. be one of your fans. I'll get to see like what is the daily dose of sexy. I'll
0: sometimes be like, Megan, did you see that? And she's like, No,
2: I haven't. I didn't, didn't come across. You're you're gonna, gonna, I don't look gonna, at, at your, f- your you're, Megan. You're gonna turn into my know, partner. Like I'm like I think I've liked absolutely every photo she's ever posted on instagram like a thousand of them <laughs> <laughs> over the course of our relationship
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah even there were
0: points where the the lockdown was really intense around the world and then we had access to a beautiful waterfall and then like a 15 minute run so i'm like recording videos by this waterfall sharing them with our our mm-hmm. you know community of people and i was trying to keep people hopeful and keep people
2: connected and turned on <laughs> that is <what> it's mean. <laughs> more the waterfall as the, the it's gotta be life. like some porn music in the background <laughs> <And then like laughs> uh, yeah
1: i don't know on the other r so relationship the way that i feel like our relationship dynamics actually we've gotten into really beautiful and sustainable pattern with us three and so with you leaving kyle it's going to Fuck of, us up. It's going to fuck us up a little bit. No, you know, the Marty and I will have a relationship shift again. You know, like we'll be spending more time like, physically together.
2: Damn, you got to be my wife again. I uh, know. That's sarcasm, man. I can't do sarcasm, by the way, without announcing that it's sarcasm. So she doesn't take it seriously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there have been some wounds in the past. I have, some, I have some wounds I'm still healing there. No,
2: I'm looking forward to our time together yeah. again to to relearn our, each other. Yeah. So and I'm going to miss you, Kyle, and, and the energy that you bring me and uh, our work we're working out together now at the gym which is nice like not actually all the time together but we go together mm-hmm. and uh yeah the good ta- mm-hmm. conversation watching the two of you wake the fuck up with the the and become these new activists mm. has been an amazing thing that your activism has been born here I
1: think. yeah
0: definitely yeah i think what i was what i was noticing is that my expression is different going back now like the way that i express myself publicly and I think a lot of the internal work had already been done in many ways of like me getting to know myself, being aware of certain things. But now I have a higher level of awareness of the world and things that are going on, but also I'm going to say something about it. I am acting upon that.
2: I think it's like you, you got to know yourself and now you get to know yourself in the world. Now you're, you're expressing who you are in the world. I think it's the relationship with the external exponents. Cause I think about your, your relationship with your family, right? And like even getting locked down here, and how it was really mm. important for you to choose to be here instead of having the circumstances force you to be here, yeah. And then that friction that it caused with your family, and how you worked it through with your family. And I know your family listens to these podcasts. Yeah. So I'm gonna say kudos to you guys are working on this shit mm-hmm. together because I didn't know you all were listening to the podcast. So first of all, <laughs> I I kind of apologize for anything I've said in the past. <laughs> if it hurts your feelings but i mean everything i say <laughs> but, but oh, yeah, they, yeah but, they'll get used to it but that. at the end of the day like no like to see them work through some of the the difficulties they have with you were not understanding why you're being here and like you having to work through the language with each other and seeing some of your conversations go well and some not go as well for you and mm-hmm. then how you guys have grown through that and now like as as the revolution has begun seeing your family operate in that and i'll be I'm gonna say I'm pleasantly surprised at the outcome. I don't come from a family that resolves things like that. So uh I'm I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you've inspired me, really. I feel like I've got new wind in my, my sails to try to connect with my family in a really authentic way and, and face conflict directly, which I've been avoiding for a long time. I feel like I saw you <laughs> on the heels of our conflict and power dynamics episode. No, I, think. I, think,
0: I think about the concentric circles, right, where it's like the individual is like the, the inner circle. And then there's kind of the family um, a little bit outside of that. And then there's kind of the community And I think on this, just in New Zealand was like mini finishing off kind of the, a lot of the work of like (laughs) having the near death experience in Hawaii and kind of bringing that into perspective of like my soul and what I'm doing here and what I want to live for, you know, and, and not having that inner struggle that I was having around fear and me having to prove anything to fear by jumping into dangerous things. And I think that kind of then led me to start working with my family and working on those relationships. And I think now I'm really stepping into that community part, Mm. which there's, there's two communities in my mind. There's the one I came from the one I was born in and grew up in. And then there's the one that we're creating. Right. And much of that is through Amory and through her friends and, through and, our vision. And through the vision, yeah, I think, that's attracting people. I think, mm.
2: Megan, what you said, too, about, like, you're healing with your family and you're doing work with your family, which is great, and your family is basically non-responsive in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So, again, fuck you guys. All right, so at the end of the day, <laughs> I am not interested in healing with my mom's side of the family, right? So, like, I'm in a different role than you guys are. That's long since been grieved at this point, and it seems, like, too tedious. And I'm forgiving, like, forgive her whatever. But at the same time, like I'm not interested in it, but I am really also then solid with my father yeah. and my step family to the point where I don't really feel like I have breakdown there to resolve. Plus they're all Brown, right? Like let's, I'm the whitest guy in the family being 50 50. My dad's Indian. My step family is Mexican. So the revolution where you guys are like calling your Family and be like you woke yet you're like mm-hmm. you're like hey blah, blah, blah. i call my family and be like hey white people are racist my family's like yeah the fuck they are yeah they've always been racist we're racist too fuck everybody <laughs> you know
1: like i will correct you my mom and i are in dialogue so i will give her credit for staying in a dialogue with me and even where it's open enough to okay. say something that's honest like she will honestly tell me when she is, doesn't like something i can honestly tell her so all right i'll give you both that's like a, a step ahead a gold star <laughs> Yeah, but thank, you, thank you kyle for really leading the way i feel like in many ways you've been a good example for me in that that realm
0: you're welcome yeah. i and i think now you know it's I, I think about the last whatever six weeks since you know black lives matter and this global movement the revolution i feel like i was like really anxious to like get in the fight and do something and contribute and then there kind of came this moment just a few days ago where I find out in my hometown that basically there was a a black man who was attempting to buy property in Barrington the town I grew up which is first mistake <laughs> yeah very very I mean incredible incredible strategy for him to Buy land in probably the most expensive part of Barrington, Barrington mm-hmm. Hills. It's a fucking um, amazing story. Yeah, mm-hmm. incredible. And he wants to buy like I think it was twenty or forty acres and a huge house, and the, and he's gonna house twenty five boys from the south and west sides of Chicago. That he's the legal guardian of. He's the legal guardian of. Uh, he's worked this out with their families. He's he's done this before. He's been doing this for ten years. This guy. Yeah, and he started in New Zealand. But he's <laughs> right. from Chicago, and the whole story like gives me goosebumps just even thinking about it. But this all happened this week where I found out about him.
1: Wait, so him, do you remember his name or his documentary? Ter- yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Terrence uh, is his first name. Sorry, the last name is blanking, but in, in the Zone is the name of the documentary. In Zone is the name of the the organization, the In Zone Project. Mm-hmm. And In the Zone means like, you live within the zone that can go to the good school. That's mm-hmm. the point. And of- get
2: the good network and mm-hmm. get out of these neighborhoods that are disenfranchised and like apocalyptic already that need help. Right? right. So these students are high risk. And so we've experienced this in Chicago, volunteered with these types of organizations as well. When I talk about My block, My Hood, My City all the time with Jamal Cole, and they they work in the neighborhoods to get these kids exposure to things like this guy is basically bringing them in and like, not only here's exposure, but here's access to this whole network. And it's going where you grew up.
0: Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. hacking the system.
2: He somehow makes his way to
0: Barrington. But unfortunately I see the news clip that's talking about this organization. They're talking about my hometown and they're talking about how two years ago he had attempted to do this. And you know, the Barrington Hills Board of Trustees has made this very difficult for him. And they've, you know, basically roadblocked him, you know, every every step of the way. And so now he hasn't gotten the kids into the school. He hasn't yet got them settled in in the town. And meanwhile, one of the kids has been shot while still being at home in on the south side of Chicago. So there, there's real costs to this. And as soon as I saw that, I really you activated. saw me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw me. I got activated. I got pissed. And this was like the moment where I'm like, yes, I finally get to be, I finally get to do something. I get to say something. I get, I'm I'm stepping in to be an ally here. Like this is the this is a moment where I can do something. This is my hometown. And what I kind of took action on was going to social media, going to post to on Facebook and and Instagram, but specifically going and tagging 50 people from my hometown. I don't know what possessed me to do that, but I just tagged fifty people so they would see it. And then I went in, went into our Barrington High School alumni Facebook group, which has sixty eight hundred people across, I think, like forty years of graduating classes. And I posted in there, and that started a shitstorm. And there was over two hundred comments, I think, within you know not even twenty four hours. And yeah. there was there was obviously a lot of people that were as upset as I was there were also people on the other side of the road that were saying things that like oh they shouldn't they shouldn't try to do this in Barrington why don't they do it somewhere else there were people that were saying that this is a zoning issue this isn't racism you know and there were people saying just plain racist things so there was all across the board you know a lot of people getting attacked that's okay
2: it's raining in the background (laughs) we're in fucking the land of the long white clouds (laughs) (laughs) and the cloud is here Mm -hmm. so people were getting attacked people were yeah i
0: mean all, all sorts of things were happening it was happening really fast there were women that were supporting me stepping in then they were getting attacked by some of the the men of course that were doing a lot of the the you know perpetrating within this this whole comment string and thread that i created and then eventually i was attacked i was attacked personally people tried to discredit me as someone that shouldn't be speaking up i don't live there They tried to attack me and my financial, (laughs) the wealth of my family and how that can contribute to me having a a say in the matter. And then eventually they took my post down and they censored me. So I think in in many ways I learned, as Marty would say, the the tactics of the enemy. And I learned a lot about what people say, how they- What they're going to
2: use against you.
0: What they're going to use against you, but also the biases that are really, really present when people- don't they, they? come into a situation if there's a black person involved. They don't give the benefit of, of the doubt to that person. Not not even close. They will immediately think that this person is nef, you know doing something nefarious or they're not following the rules no, they're or incompetent. yeah they're incompetent, et cetera, et cetera. And that I think that was the biggest learning was just the biggest thing that's changed for me is like there there's so much information across the internet. But the biggest thing that's changed for me is like every situation. I literally see it, and if a if a black person's involved, I take the side of the black person, and not just because I want to take their side, but because I actually believe that they see the truth because yeah. I actually don't trust that white people see the truth or want to know the truth or or are going to sit or believe it or talk about it, and so I actually in my heart believe that black people or <laughs> any people of color will see the truth better than than I will or other other white people
2: I think what what I really see in you is the the seeing of the truth. You know, it's not even just black people or people of color, but like seeing the truth in the narrative mm-hmm. and seeing you're seeing the strategies of what I call the enemy and you're seeing how, you know, people are going to discredit you. People are going to use the your strengths against you or try to position them or or spin them a certain way. This is why I always say it's best to, you know, you can't take anything from a naked man. You know, I was born with a fucking silver spoon in my mouth and I feed other people with it. You just sit mm-hmm. there and polish your own because the people are saying that are from the same fucking resources, you know? And so like you're learning your tactics, you're learning your strategies. But what I've witnessed is the birth of the warrior, which to me is, is kind of like I say, this with a fucking shit eating grin, right? <laughs> because we had a breakdown around warrior yeah. in particular. And can I, I'll say this now, of course. It's like, yeah. you know, there's an Instagram post that Kyle put up about being angry at the warrior. It was directly after a response of my energy of being angry and being you know, expressing my anger with the systems and with people and how I would handle shit and being warrior and you didn't approve of that. Right. And so in what is almost a passive aggressive statement up there and, and it was really hurtful for me and I shut down for like two or three days. Like it it fucked me. And because part of my journey even from when we started leaving the US was to kill my warrior. Mm. Right. It was that I couldn't even get the peaceful warrior when I was in Brazil and I was trying to remove all violence and warrior from my life. And then my friend's like, oh, you have to walk up with the 82 year old lady in case these trespassers are violent. And violence was assigned to me and it wasn't ever going to fucking escape me. And here I am being kind of hurt for this warrior again. And we worked through that and got to an even greater place. And then we fought for our first time, like really fought yelling at each other. And we needed that. And that was something that happened here in New Zealand. And as, as I've seen you guys kind of embrace this and forgive people of color, black, indigenous people of color for their anger and their rage. And you've really seen the rhetoric of the white supremacist system, right? That these Fox News sound fucking bites are, are pre-stocked and loaded to to take away power. And now you're seeing them. And I think that's what you're saying about, you know, taking the other person's side, taking the person of color's side is because you're now as this warrior seeing the tactics of the enemy very clearly, right? And this has been healing for you and I. Mm-hmm. And it's also happened with me and you, Megan. Yeah. And it's been like this, I've had to grieve all of this now full knowing that you felt this way about me. And then I've had to forgive immediately because I don't want to hang on to it because it is so great to now have allies fighting with me. And now I don't even feel as much anger because I feel like the load is covered Mm -hmm. more and I get to be more me and the warrior is more acceptable. And I'm even finding that my warrior type is more shadow warrior. We're like, I work and I'm not a scene, whereas you're more light warrior and you're shedding light on things and subjects like what's going on in your hometown and what happened to you. Mm -hmm. So I saw the birth of the warrior. Hey, it's Kyle. I wanted to take 60
0: seconds to tell you more about Amory's mission. One year ago, we started Amory with the intention to bring more love into the world. And now with listeners in 47 countries, I think we're doing just that, but we want to do more. And we really appreciate your support in, in getting to that goal that we have, which is really to expand and share and normalize polyamory, but also improve relationships, however they are in the world. So we're now in the process of creating a documentary. We're writing books. We're active on Instagram, supporting people. Uh, we're creating content on Patreon. There's so many ways that we want to continue to grow and connect with people and build this community. And we'd love your support and for you to be a part of that community. And the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com backslash podcast and support us there at any level that works for you. We really appreciate you. Now back to the episode. Yeah, and I think I think race aside, power is something that I really am very conscious of. And if there is a situation where two people are arguing and two people are making statements about something that happened and one person has a lot of power and one person has very little, I am very much going to believe the person that has not a lot of power. If those two stories are very different. And I think that to me is what, what I like in my, in my soul really know is that the person that doesn't have a lot of power has no reason typically to lie. And the person that has all the power has a lot of reason to lie.
2: Yeah, and I think I think you're finding all of your tactics now. I think you're right in this process right now, especially returning to Chicago. I know the wheels are turning, and Megan, you're yeah, that's just what raised I your hand it. like seven <laughs> times.
1: Like I want to say it's something. <laughs> Sorry, Megan. <laughs> it's okay, I know I got to work for it if I want to jump in here. So yeah, I was just gonna shift it to we talked about what New Zealand has been for you here now, and I would love to just recognize that I I've known that you've had this calling to go back to the U.S., not only to see your, your family and your nephew, who I know you're dying to see and meet. And he really and does
2: want to see that. Like, yeah, we hear about really, it yeah. all the time, ad I'm,
1: I'm really excited for that. <laughs> uh, and I know that you want to go back because you feel like you your story is kind of incomplete. And I know for Marty and I, we don't have that same desire. You know, we don't have this calling to go back to the U.S. like you do. And I, and I honor that. No. Like, I honor your calling to go back there. And I honor whatever awaits you there, I know that that is meant to be. So I'm just kind of curious as you talk about that story of trying to share what happened in your hometown, what else is there for you? Like, what are you feeling?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many threads for my hometown. I mean, when someone says something like, you know, I'm, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth to me, it just, it misses the point of who I am. Right. And those are, this is the words of, of my enemies. Right. But on one side of the of the coin i went through a lot like i've been given a whole lot and i'm number one like the person that's extremely aware of like the opportunities and the privilege and everything that i've been given the resources i've been given the home that that i was raised in and on the other side i also experienced some really hard intense painful experiences that occurred in that hometown and then not only did those experiences happen, but the, the aftermath mm. was much worse because I was villainized because I stood, I stood up for the, the people that were impacted by this, whether it was the driver of, in the car accident mm-hmm. was Zach and people were calling him names and blaming him for the death. And I stood by him and then people mm-hmm. basically turned me into an enemy as well or the suicide of my girlfriend. And, and people say, telling me, people saying that she was selfish, and me defending her again, and defending her name, and defending her honor, and then, you know, again being isolated from the way that people re- were reacting to these mm-hmm. things, and it was a constant me feeling like I was making the hard choices, and then having to suffer consequences in that town because of the environment mm-hmm. that has been created there—the social environment, the cultural environment. So now you're um,
2: going back differently
0: yeah i'm going back differently and i have a few things to say i have a few things to say about about the town and i've been i've been creating alliances with people that are doing really good work in the town an old guidance counselor of mine is so so let me ask you something though
2: so with your engagement in here like we got like the idea of the activism that you want to be in this space yeah but like is this a reason that you're called to go back to the United States? Is this one of the things pulling you? Is you have to go and experience this and express this? Is that what's going on? Honestly, I, I'm I felt,
0: I felt I felt that it? before. I felt like I had to do something. Now I think I'm just open to seeing what what's there for me. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anything at all. I think the the least the minimal thing that that could be called for me is to to heal things and by healing things is by me saying the things that I've wanted to say like I was treated certain ways as I was just explaining but I never said anything I just I just marched on and tried to continue living my life while I was suffering and I didn't really get to say I didn't get to tell anybody off I didn't get to stand up for myself like I didn't feel safe to do that
2: Um, so I have a question for you. are you worried about him going back Megan? Honestly, Megan.
1: Am I worried? I mean, yeah. I mean, I have to say I'm... I uh, don't know. Worried as in I want you to... See, I want you, your physical body and yourself to rejoin us somewhere in the world. So That's I don't... A word. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to put out there, like, am I am I worried about that?
2: Okay. I'm like... I'm, can we work in real time on something? Yeah, we can. So like, we have to <laughs> like, work on back. how you're feeling and then you're not willing to feel it. So like... Feel it for yeah. us. If you're worried, it's okay. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Like people out there, if you're worried about something, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. So you don't have to turn from that worry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it just yeah, sits but there and festers. to focus on it. You don't have to focus on it. But express yourself. Mm-hmm. So get it out there. Get it out of the way. Like, I okay, let me tell you. I'll lead by example. Okay. I don't know how the fuck you're going back because you're fucking nuts. <laughs> right? Like So Like there's part of me that's like, I'm not going to get in your way. I'm going to fully support you. We're going to strategize so that we, wherever we go next, you can get there because the EU has locked out the U.S. So while we could go from New Zealand to the EU, you can't. And so for people to have some context. So I'm going home
0: in the 60th. middle of July. Yeah. And we're hoping to all meet up somewhere in the world, possibly Central America. But
2: hopefully like September, Caribbean. October at the latest. Yeah. Right. So, like, possibly Caribbean, possibly Costa Rica. And you guys in New Zealand until then. You know, our end game for the, the, the midterm game is Portugal. But Portugal's open to us in New Zealand for, like, our track record as far as we see it. We are unwilling to go to the United States. I'm not fucking willing to go to the United States. So, this is the part where I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you, like, I was about to say, you're fucking crazy. Like, why would you do that? Meanwhile, I'm like, hey, trying to tell my family, hey, it's a good time to get the fuck out of the United States. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm going to go back. I, I understand you have to see your nephew and I understand that. But like what I don't understand, especially I think this is like an American thing and I'm only feeling like half American where I also feel very Indian and Indians have like a different relationship to time. Like it's even anthropological, like there are countries that have monochromatic time and polychromatic time. Monochromatic is the U.S. If I say it's at three o'clock, the appointment is at three o'clock if you're in india where it's polychromatic time if i say the party's at seven people show up at fucking midnight right and like Tor, thor, feed me you know like fuck it's it's infuriating for the monochromatic time people right but this also comes with this we have to do this now and so for part of what's driving me nuts is how anxious you know this child has been born in your family and the child will grow in the family and the child will get to know you in the family and the child and everybody should be there in three months six months nine months and like kind of what i tell my dad like we're we're, we're going to see each other, but why travel in the, the zombie apocalypse? Yeah. So there's that for me. And I'm not going to get in the way of it. I'm not going to put any pressure on it. I'm going to support you and I'm going to move with it. Mm-hmm. But that's an example, mm-hmm. Megan, of something that I'm not.
1: Yeah, but maybe, but I, maybe I have too much... Emphasis on the wanting to support you, Kyle. That I very rarely let myself go into that space, which is why it is why is Kyle gone? Because
2: this is <laughs> well, you get to, this brave, this you to grieve. Get to grieve some of this. I have to grieve Kyle yeah. leaving for yeah. a little bit. I want to like. I want to make you it all helpful. <laughs> Well, I feel like, I feel like we're, like you said, we're losing a role in yeah. here. I'm losing a, a friendship in here, some energy that drives in here. I'm worried about your well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm also seeing you kind of step into the activists and get lit up. And like, I'm weather-beaten, street-kid, and, and to me, I I don't worry about myself. I only worry about others in these circumstances. Like, if, I, if I'm in a protest and some shit goes down, like, I'm not really worried about getting beat by the cops. I'm more worried that I'm going to beat a cop right like and then i'm gonna get in real trouble which is one of the reasons why i left right mm. but on the flip side of it like i just worry because you're like ready right like cow's ready to go to seattle and marching marching to chop and be like i'm here give me a fucking broomstick i beat somebody's ass like I, I i i worry about that because i i love it and i'm worried about it i I worried about the travel i'm not worried about you getting sick because i know you're a healthy dude and we work on our our microbiome yeah. and our gut and these are yeah. suggestions made out there and and I think you'll be fine, but and I also am worried about getting cut off. Like mm-hmm. you know, big you're yeah, a big like part of our plan. Being able to
1: meet up, yeah, yeah, that's a big priority. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. I do know that we've faced time apart already. You know, not after living together for almost five months, but. You and I have gone through that, Kyle. I remember the first time when you left for Germany, and that was early in our relationship. And I remember sitting there down by the Riverwalk in Chicago, just going, I I don't know what's going to happen ahead of us, but I love you and I will always love you. And whether or not that means a romantic, like physical connection or just a really powerful friendship, my love for you there doesn't change. And I remember letting you go. I remember being like, what's going to be whatever it is. And I feel like. It's different, but You're it's the same. Like, I mean, I'm committed. I'm obviously committed, very committed. And at the same time, I I have to, for my own sanity, I have to presence that same type of energy that's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And I let him go. Like, Kyle, I let you go. It's not... And then I have very powerful beliefs <laughs> that whatever happens in Chicago, there's a learning to be done. There's stuff that everything's working for him, for us. And then I do believe that we'll rejoin someone. You in the got world. me
2: believing that. Yeah. I, it's really I'm,
1: grounding for me. It actually helps me from worrying. You know, yeah, That's, it. It, like any worrying energy, it doesn't, that doesn't seem and, really. And fruitful. this really
2: works. So what we're talking about is Megan has instilled. This, this is all working for us as mantra. the mantra, right? When shit's happening and there's breakdown. We have to embrace the breakdown and lean into it because it's working for us. Mm-hmm. Megan just drove through a garage door.
1: <laughs> I literally, totally did. At our landlord's literally. place. I it was, literally it's
2: like three grand in damage yeah. that we just pissed away our money. We could be mad, mm-hmm. but we are turning this into an opportunity to say, okay, we there's normally you would spiral in on yourself. Yeah. I'm not getting mad, I'm happy you're safe. No, it's like a pure
1: accident. Yeah.
2: Like, okay, work harder. It's all good. <laughs> we lost a month. We gotta figure that out. But like uh-huh. at the end of the day, if you use that to totally shift your persona yeah. and heal, then it's worth every dollar. Yeah. And I feel like that mantra of it's all working for us is a great example in that. Mm -hmm. right and you like how weave that into this thank you of course so i made a deal with her i can't be (laughs) mad at her but i can totally make fun of her so i can deal with it now i want to mention too like what you guys are about to go through is what i've been going through yeah which is distance and like i know what this is like that's also why i have like this laser locked focus on coordinating where we can meet up because i'm also doing that for when my partner is unlocked and her commitment and ours has gotten stronger over this. Both of us had to face our fears in this lockdown. We almost broke up a couple of times or I don't know if we almost did, but it was stressful. And now we're really committed to each other and we're really committed to the future together. And now I don't know if it's going to be December until I see her and it would be like almost a whole fucking year. And for me now, I have a different view of you guys. Like, I know we need to get everybody together. I know the the stress it's going to cause.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, but Marty, this is where I I know that I can lean on you and look to you because you have been experiencing this long-distance relationship with your partner now for months. And uh, I feel like you'll be extra supportive in that time.
0: That's kind of the interesting thing about this group is that we seem to all go through things. Some of them were the first one to do it, but we're, like, ready to do it. And then one of us comes into the same experience, and it's like we have a guide.
2: Yeah, it's a definite advantage of polyamory right, <laughs> right like you have yeah. all, especially for all sharing experiences, but and supporting each other. And I think the breakdown, I mean, it's like being able to date someone with having someone dating you that you're intimate with, like that's some that's dating someone you that you're also more with. It's like you have all this intimate relating to one mm-hmm. another that it you can support each other, and you guys have been able to support me in that and i think
1: i feel like i'll have more understanding of what you've been going through too yeah
2: i'm hoping for that
1: (laughs) that that always happens in polyamory (laughs) you
0: you get the full level of empathy Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah and i think part of it it's also motivating me more to figure out our circumstances and where we can be together because i know what that stress is like and so yeah that's yeah. some strategies for you guys. Mm. So I'll, I'll say one thing.
0: Part of the one thing I learned during the apocalypse is that I definitely need uh, adventure. Mm-hmm. Shocker. And I think I f- I feel drawn to some adventure. And adventure doesn't have to be my life is risked for an adventure. I
2: think the farm works as adventure because this is like what we're talking about is regenerative agriculture and the 100%. stuff I'm learning with the Maori here is like you know, we're going to plan the first year is just rebuild the soil. And we're talking about, you know, how we're going to invest in it, collect, pooling our resources like we talked about in the last episode of like polyeconomics and like polyamory and economics. And like when we go to this farm, the farm in and of itself is an adventure. And then being in Europe and we still want travel part of our lives as we go, maybe yeah. more train travel, more local type mm-hmm. of stuff. But we, I, I'm bored here where we are in New Zealand. We're basically in a manicured suburb instead of a city right now. And, great in lockdown because we didn't you, communicate with everybody. But now I feel like I'm in the same old suburb, same old suburb. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to really talk to anybody. I want to go to the city. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Part of your adventure, which I, I think we can talk more about when you and I record, because it's a whole other conversation. But you're going to go meet up with someone that you've been communicating with for months now. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be the first time love. that you get to see her. Yeah, yeah, she's great that you get to see her in person. And I'm super excited for you in that. So I do want to spend more time on a future podcast in Kind of breaking that I think you two
2: need a podcast episode. and I'm sure our audience will agree. Audience, tell us you agree <laughs> before you go. Yeah, 100%. Right? The two of you. Yeah. And I think that's a really good topic is your experience of Kyle's new love interest mm-hmm. and you having to open to the open. Yeah. Verse. Yeah. Be a good, good polycule example. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: right. A good metamorph.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, Megan and I, we went for uh, our nature walk yesterday and we were right by the ocean in like this one of the most beautiful spots that we've seen here in Mm -hmm. New Zealand. And I was just holding you and letting go of having you in my life, like physically for, for the next, I don't know how long, whether it'll be one or two or more months, but also knowing like in this moment, I'm holding you and I never would have thought in a million years Mm. we would be here it would be like this (laughs) any of that so in that way I really believe this is all like the biggest gift and I don't take that lightly I don't expect this to be my life I'm but I wake up pretty grateful every day and grateful for you
1: Mm, thank you I love you so much love you too and I And I support your adventure spirit and your exploration because every time you go out, no matter if it's for a day or conversation with someone, after that conversation, you bring back more to my life. So I know that whatever you're going to experience, whether or not with this new, with this other love interest, we'll call her, she's already brought more into my life through you. And I just trust that no matter what you experience in the States, like you're going to bring more into my life because I feel like that's what happens.
2: There's a commitment here. Yeah. We're all committed to a a future that we're creating because we're being the fucking change we want to see in the world. So I highly recommend our audience. Be the fucking change. Like I, you know, I'm. That's Spicy. the tattoo I'm gonna get on the inside of my arm. It used to it was gonna be be the change. Now it's gonna be the fucking change. Right? Like like demonstratively be the fucking change because there is no normal to return to. And and I I really love what we're creating. And I love the future vision and the commitment that we have. It it works economically. It works energetically it works emotionally and spiritually and i think the world needs this kind of healing right now and you know i have faith in in this process it's all working for us for yeah. sure and kyle i'm faith in your strength and i know that we can all lean on each other and you know that we'll be there for you while you're gone and we'll be working out our triangulation of where we're going to meet up next and uh we're going to do this smart and we're going to make a fucking farm oh it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> And Marty, I want to say to you,
0: you know, on the other side is the graciousness that you've given me of your heart and soul and obviously sharing and like giving so much space for Megan and I on this time in New Zealand. And, you know, you did that when you, you know, were far from your partner and uncertain with your other partner. And I consistently don't know how you do what you do. so i'm a
2: fucking warrior (laughs) 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 welcome to the revolution yeah you are like so are you and so are you megan and i think a lot of our audiences too like i dubbed Mm -hmm. the all warriors not everybody has to be in the front line fighting some of us are shadow warriors that work in the backgrounds Mm -hmm. and and are more of the destructive forces of systems that need to break and some of you are light warriors on Mm -hmm. the flip side of that that are shedding light where there is darkness and, and presenting the new ways of being that we can work into and being the examples of the change we want to see. And I think there are roles for all of us, just so long as everybody is aware that we are in a revolution. And I think, you know, I, I want to say this, though, you know, for our audience, maybe this is me getting up on a fucking soapbox. But if it is, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> So at the top of the top of the soapbox, I think I read briefly in a headline that the, the Black Lives Matter movement might be the largest movement in U.S. history. And I was saying that I actually wrote something last night that I'm working on called The the Revolution Will Be One in the Gardens. It'll be my first medium post ever. So Woohoo! living, yeah. living yeah. beyond default was my handle there. But the idea is that we are fully in a revolution, right? And we all have roles in this revolution. And we do need to step into the fact that it's not just Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It's this entire audience of living differently and loving differently mm-hmm. and polyamory. It's, it's the transgender rights it's lgbtqia plus it's women's suffrage it's indigenous it is fucking everything and for the first time in the history why i think this is the revolution because i've now been in 13 countries over all of this time and this is the same problem everywhere the problems in Mm -hmm. south auckland are the same problems the south side of chicago and it's the same fucking revolution is everywhere and the reason why is because we're finding a unified voice every sliver of every disenfranchised and uh minority beaten down and abused person out there has the same fucking message it's just enough mm-hmm. and i and i think that this is this is a time to all be activated yeah. and you know if you're if you're not doing something revolutionary or if you're thinking about doing mm-hmm. something revolutionary do it
1: yeah and this is where i would add that i think practicing polyamory and loving and loving openly and loving boldly and loving and loving yourself and loving who you are and like standing for love and standing for people is an act of of revolution. revolution. It's an act of defiance. Really everyone that is out there, that is breaking the social norm. You have already built the muscle for yourself to go go against societal norms. And that's huge. And that's what we're, that's what we need every day. So go out and just keep loving.
2: If you have a voice for the voiceless, speak it. If you Mm -hmm. have money, give it. If you have power, use it. If you have something to say, say it. If you have something to challenge, challenge it and and do the work on yourself. That's the one thing that I'm so happy about Mm -hmm. that, you know, what I didn't understand before this revolution started is like, I understood what personally feeling awake is and seeing it all and being fucking frustrated about it all the time. And then, but I didn't understand what it is for other people to wake up but it's really finally really looking inside and doing mm-hmm. the inner work and going at yourself and deconstructing totally. yourself and like that's what this is all about and if you're stepping into the journey of polyamory be ready because the only way it's going to be successful is if you go to work on yourself yeah and you you put that work in and you're willing to look at everything everything yeah well i'll let the spiritual
0: side of me close out of my my last comment but i think One of the things I've been thinking a lot about is purpose, because I've been racking my brain about how to connect with people that don't want to hear the truth, the people that don't want to change, the people that don't want to, they don't want it. They don't want equality. They don't want, they don't want to look at that.
2: They're willfully ignorant.
0: Willfully ignorant. I think I've wondered what I could even ask that person. And what I want to ask them now is what is your purpose? What is your purpose on this Uh, in this life, in this human existence. And I think if we can really answer that question or even ask it, it'll start to unravel some things that Mm. are not true. Some, Some of the lies, some of the things that we're focusing on that we shouldn't be. And I think even when I think about a lot of the stuff that I've brought to this vision that we all are now sharing collectively, like I've been someone that's really thought about indigenous wisdom and i was pushing to let's go stay with the maori Thank and you. and now that that gift has now been passed to you marty and i see you running with it and i see you creating and i see you blowing away uh and helping this community in a way that yeah they, they think that you're sent from some some place uh some place beyond our our planet
2: yeah i think they, the founder looked to me is like I never would have fucking thought Chicago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's like sometimes you're, sometimes you are the person saying it. Sometimes you're the person doing it. Sometimes you are there as like a channel passing it Mm -hmm. to someone else. And I think, I don't know, that's when, that's when you know you're in the right place when you're, when you're valuable. And that's when my farmer was born.
2: My farmer was born on an urban farm (laughs) with Nahari and indigenous roots. Like that's that we all need to be indigenous. We are all indigenous and any atro- any atrocity against any indigenous group is an atrocity against ourselves. Like we, mm-hmm. there's a primal wisdom that we're shitting on and it's, it's not complex. It's healthy soil, healthy people, safe place, educate, you know, connect and balance and know, and like create a connection and lineage with the earth. And it's like the principles of this stuff. And it's, you know, I'm also working in innovation too. this farm is innovative as fuck. which like lights my brain up too. where we're, you know, worm farming and, and no till and organic and science and technology. Yeah. It's all of it. Yeah. and And like what I get to do is inject technology, which is like my wheelhouse into it. Like I'm easy. Right. And, and I'm feeling so grateful to be a part of it and to be accepted by the community where I am accepted. And yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, uh, I feel healing from there. And so like, I appreciate what you've done and the catalyst that you are. Really, we <laughs> wouldn't go. I wouldn't, like we, we your your partner brought up, uh, your partner, your, <laughs> your love interest brought up the idea of these, I'll finish on this, these Chinese astrologies of like, there's more than just your year, there's your birth date, where yeah. you're going. And like, we have the opposite. Chinese zodiac. Yeah. yeah, where I like have a rat heart and a goat spirit and your goat spirit, or goat heart and a rat spirit. Yep. And like, so mine is, I'll go anywhere and I'll do anything and I'm comfortable everywhere, but I won't choose where to go. Like someone else has to catalyze going somewhere because the rat heart in me is the burrow and to settle. And so everywhere I go, I make home. Like I have my routine that just bring everywhere I am, right? So I'm just, I'll make myself comfortable wherever I'm at, but I need you to catalyze to get us out. And the same thing my partner does. She like, she's like, let's go do this. I'm like, okay, she's like, you're great. You'll do anything. Like, I really will do anything, <laughs> right? Like.
0: and I look at Megan as like having this huge massive long-term view and I can't I can't ever touch that you know I can't Mm. touch that talent that you have Mm, and I think what I I can connect dots I can see patterns really fast I can know where we should focus our time and sometimes it's Marty that goes really deep and then pulls out the narrative or tells the story in a way that is really powerful and puts the the puzzle pieces together of what what that means, what that means for the world, how we can, yeah. As you're you're creating a narrative now that I think is really powerful. But Megan, I think is is somewhere somewhere. Sometimes like, I
1: just feel like I'm in La La Land in the clouds because no. I'm like I have these idealistic visions of what's possible, but I believe them, like I know them to be true, and then I just don't know how to make them well, possible. I have a visual
2: for you. Kyle's like on the ground, earth mm-hmm. rooted. Right. I'm in the clouds, like seeing the whole like 50,000 foot view strategic. Right. Mm-hmm. And you are in the heavens. You are in this space Aww. of I like really your vision. Even what Amory is, is about helping people through these journeys. Like the, your, your view is so much bigger. Like even mine is on the ground mm. to some extent where I'm like, all right, we're going to move some troops. And Kyle's like, we're the troops. And like, yeah, you're let's, like, heal, let's heal the troops. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. you're up there. Your vision is big. What, what mm-hmm. hasn't happened fully for you yet, which I think is emerging maybe from driving through a garage <laughs> um, is this, your revolutionary is bigger than all of ours. Mm. And it's huge. And I, and when you step fully into it and I see this for my partner too, it's similar. You guys are very parallel. When you step into this, you're going to move more people than I could ever yeah, move. So
1: I, that makes me cry because I feel like I have had the nickname Bubble <laughs> since college or since time in Barcelona where it's like, oh, Megan's in her bubble. Like, that's just Megan's bubble. But my bubble is, like, really fucking good. It's, like, really beautiful. And I want to invite more people into the bubble. And uh, I think our conversation earlier, Marty, was really helping me to understand that there's nothing wrong with my bubble per se it's just i can invite people i don't have to force my bubble on anyone but i can invite and i can expand it out and even you saying that amory like this our conversations are a way to invite people into this bubble that i that i love i fucking love this bubble that's going
2: to be one of our next podcasts is to really discuss and work out megan's vision of the world and the bubble as i see it because this comes back from Mm. your days in barcelona and our early dating and i think like if the world needs to hear it and needs to understand it because too many people bend to other people, which is what you've been doing.
1: I've been bending and, a and lot. And
2: now yeah, you need to allow your good. influence on others to really be what it is and have confidence in how to influence, how that your influence is positive and yeah. needed. Thank you. That's what Amory is. And we'll talk about it. that's a whole episode in and of itself. And I'm really grateful for both of you, but I'm also grateful
0: for everyone that we've connected to through mm-hmm. Amory. I mean, just in the last five months, I think about being here in New Zealand mm-hmm. and all the ups and downs that we've had and the, you know, <laughs> going through the, the apocalypse and these protests. And I mean, having, having the community, having the people that we've met through Amory, I think has been... Incredible in so many ways. We've we've gotten to know what's happening on the ground in places like Seattle or Madison, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, or Norway or, or Singapore. Yeah, we've gotten to Korea. see what's happening. Like we're we could be a news agency at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> it's crazy. And uh, but we've also had people, you know, sharing their stories and 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 reflecting back to us the work that we're doing and we're trying to contribute to a better world. And I think that's kept us going. You know, so I'm incredibly grateful for all the people that have kept us going
2: yeah yeah a special shout out to meg and marty here in new zealand yeah who have been like our real first steps into the poly community here Mm -hmm. and they're awesome and we're gonna stay with them again soon
1: yeah and uh
2: hang out with them and kiwi meg and marty yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's ironic huh
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys this is I can't believe this might be one of our last in-person conversations Jeez. for a little bit. Yeah,
2: I was about to get frustrated again. Megan's <laughs> no. like, I don't know if we could do podcasts together. I'm like, have you ever heard of the internet? Like, no, but zoom in person, calls.
1: in person. <laughs> which has a certain energy. On uh, this bed. Yeah, on this bed. I just don't yeah.
2: take, because my partner and I haven't had that for a while, mm-hmm. so I'm just like, I don't think like you yeah. 2 No, not so privileged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love uh, you guys. I love you too. We love you. We're mm-hmm. going to miss you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miss you guys right. too. One more week. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Amory. We've got so much more that we want to share with you. And our podcast isn't the only platform. We've got written stuff, we've got videos, and we put everything, we've got 50 plus posts now and more and more every day of all of our private journal entries. We're talking our intimate content here. Um, And that's for those of you who wish to go on a deeper journey with us. Um, We think that there's so much more value that we can share with a smaller group of people who are really ready to do the work in your own lives. If that's you, please take a look at our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash podcast. There's so much more that we'd love to share with you. Um, And if you're not able to contribute on a monthly basis, you can always share us, share with your friends, do a post. We appreciate anything that you can do to help us get the word out to have more vulnerable conversations in this world. Thanks again.